0: Warfare in Missouri has long ended, but the historiographical warfare continues. What are the historians fighting about? We'll find out when we return on Civil War Talk Radio. My husband and I met at a strip mall dance. It was a beautiful strip mall. I had seen my husband before at a big rally at the highway on ramp. For all the men who had enlisted, he was going to war. Four years later, we married at the little convenience store downtown. When we lose a historic place, we lose a part of who we are. To learn how you can help protect places in your community, visit NationalTrust.org. History is in our hands. A message brought to you by the National Trust for Historic Preservation and the Ad Council.
1: Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you.
0: You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Welcome back to Civil War Talk Radio. Jerry Prokopovich, talking today about the renowned Missouri bushwhacker Samuel S. Hildebrand. We're reading—I've uh, been reading his autobiography, as edited by Kirby Ross, who has produced uh, a new edition, uh, thoroughly annotated. that helps us distinguish the tall tales and exaggerations of Sam Hildebrand uh, from the actual bloody deeds that he committed, and it. it uh, reveals a, a side of warfare that it just has uh, really no redeeming value at all that I could discern um, Hildebrand is a uh, by his own account a, a bloodthirsty bushwhacker who kills people he disagrees with people he has a beef with people he has a personal grudge against uh, attributing to them a union sentiment in most cases and he also kills union soldiers he doesn't personally know because they're on the union side but it's not an ideological war. It's not an uh, economic war. It's a, a clan war. It's a, a war to kill people who have hurt your family or hurt you in the past in some way. It's a, uh, if there's some economic element. Uh, uh, Hildebrand frequently talks about getting supplies from stores where they would just go into someone's country store and take everything they needed, rob the proprietor.
1: Right. Oh, they, you,
0: one one store, in fact, I
1: think he uh, robbed them three times in nine months. But yes, they they would uh, when they would make their raids into to southeast Missouri, uh, they would make sure uh, generally that they, they when they came back to Greene County, Arkansas, to their base there, that they had a lot of, of plunder, a lot of supplies with them.
0: And and all of which they obtained uh, the, the five finger discount. They did not actually yeah. know, install whatever they needed that's how they got things now something that that struck me uh, right at the very beginning of of your book in the acknowledgments is uh, when you were talking about how the fact that that southeastern Missouri has been neglected eastern Missouri uh, compared to the the, the well-known Quantrill and Anderson activities in western Missouri uh, you point out that since mainstream historians haven't written much about this there has arisen uh, in the vacuum what you describe as uh, a dysfunctional system of historiography. Uh, Tell me uh, about that.
1: Well, the area has been referred to as being a scholarly black hole. Uh, There was a a time period during the 80s and and 90s that there was a lot of ideological-based material coming out, coming out good versus evil kind of stuff. Uh, When it would cite, when some of the stuff, when it would cite something, you'd go to that source, and it either didn't exist, never could be found, or didn't say what it, what it said it said. Uh, there's been some excellent, excellent stuff coming out in more recent years. Uh, I, I think that was a, a dark period. In, in the,
0: well, um, let, let me probe that a little bit. You say good versus evil. You mean the, some of the writers are claiming either that Hildebrand was a good guy or a bad guy?
1: Well not just tildebrand but uh, the war in general was fought It was a good versus evil fight uh somebody would do something on on one side and the other person would do it on the same thing on the other side and for what 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 one would do is is would be represented as being wrong and and the, the and if somebody else on the other side did it then it was
0: it was justifiable. So b- burning a farm, for example, it's okay to burn the other guy's farms, but it's not okay when they burn yours. Is this
1: well, a- the, the, yeah. Well, the historians would represent it that way, depending what side. Uh, well, historians, like, the, the writers would would represent it that way. Uh, being that the same action taken by one side was was wrong, but the same action taken by the side they favored uh, was right. There there was a lot. I mean, uh, Southeast Missouri was a very, very brutal place. Uh, If you didn't serve, if you tried to remain neutral, uh, they would come and they would they would either uh, you would either join up with them or they they would shoot you. And both sides did that. Both sides did that. Uh, The the Federals. A lot of Southeast Missouri was no man's land. the, the Federals nominally controlled it, but uh, being a, a guerrilla warfare, uh, it, you know, a lot of it wasn't really controlled at all. And uh, a, a lot of uh, Southern sympathizers that were in southeast Missouri were were taken out and murdered, and uh, a, a lot of Union sympathizers were taken out and murdered. Uh, there were a lot of people that just disappeared. Uh, so uh, it was uh, brutality was enacted by both sides. Uh, there was uh, there, there was no single side that, that had uh, uh, that did it all. It was like I say, it was a very brutal place. There was there was no hold barred and being so remote, uh, there just was was no recourse to be had uh, regarding your complaints. Uh, you know, if they come and murder your family, uh, then you, like, a lot of them would take up their rifles and, like Hildebrand did, and and go after the other side. And that happened on both sides.
0: So, and, and I guess we see that in Hildebrand's writing himself, where he uh, criticizes the the actions of federal troops who, who burn homesteads or uh, shoot prisoners, that describes dis- these as, as horrible atrocities. Uh, but he does exactly the same thing. Well, in the, 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 the fact, he he criticizes
1: it. it, and he says that he never did it, but then in his book, in a couple of different places, he talked about how he burned out, burned a building here, burned a building there. Right. Built, burned a home. Uh, so he, he he says at the beginning that he never did it, but ironically he did.
0: Uh, so Now, the... Uh the historiographical conflict of the 80s uh, obviously didn't descend to these brutal levels, but but I gather uh, uh, th- these are not professional historians writing that you're talking about. These are, are... well. There were some self-published books that came out. Uh, nothing by any
1: mainstream publisher is mostly uh, self-published. Uh, all I can say is anybody researching Southeast Missouri should exercise caution uh, when they're when they're reading something. If it's not sourced, well, I've been... take a moment and think, why is this not sourced? And if it is sourced, uh, in the fact, I refer to this in the foreword of my book, uh, use the old Ronald Reagan maxim, uh, trust but verify. So if it is sourced, uh, go to the source and see if it's there, see if it exists. And, and if it does exist, see see make sure it says what it's, it's being represented as saying.
0: Well, that's certainly good advice in any historical reading. Uh, but usually we don't face quite the same uh, challenge where, where there's a whole body of work by people who who have an ideological axe to grind. And, and
1: well, in are fact, saying this, things. this had a paralyzing effect on the whole research in, in the area for a while. You, you couldn't write anything. In fact, when I first started researching the area, I had, had one, one individual who I respect very much said, uh, when you write about this stuff, you're going to have to deal with with the other stuff that's out there, and so I've, I've tried to do that in a, in a low-key way, but in, in a persistent way. Uh, it has to be dealt with because sometimes it's the material finding itself into the mainstream. And you ask the, the individuals why they used it, and, and because when you go to the sources that are the, the primary sources, it's just not there. So. Uh, Anyway, it's uh, but uh, in in this vacuum, it's, I'm kind of like a kid in a candy store here. It's it, it's wide open here. There's a lot to be written about. It, it's a very compelling story, what happened in southeast Missouri. Uh, we know what happened in virtually every other part of Missouri, southeast Missouri. It's just there's nothing there uh, that has been really written about. There have been a few things, uh, some very... There's, like I say, I'm not, I'm not entirely critical of what's going on. there. In, in recent years, there's been some extremely good stuff that's
0: that's been coming out of southeast Missouri. And well, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, there are many areas of the Civil War that draw their share of cranks and extremists. Certainly, I found writing about Lincoln, there are people with extreme views on Lincoln, or Jeff Davis, um, which r- reminds me to uh, recognize quickly one of our listeners uh, sent me an email about a Jeff Davis impersonator or portrayer who was arrested recently for stealing Davis documents um, not the same person I mentioned on the show a month or two ago who I saw performing in uh, Virginia but it does seem something about the Jeff Davis uh, portrayal that draws out the uh, the wacky in some people uh, but obviously here it's beyond wacky we see real hostility in what some of these people have written or, or how they respond to others. Let me go another direction briefly. The the dust jacket of the book mentions uh, uh, that, that Hildebrand was a bushwhacker and says like uh, Quantrill or uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest or, or John Singleton Mosby. Uh, Forrest and Mosby, of course, are not bushwhackers, but but uh, regular. Soldiers or partisan soldiers, but I'm guessing you probably did not write your own dust jacket. Is that accurate? The the dust jacket was it. Uh, I had I had
1: nothing to do with that. That uh,
0: a lot of readers don't realize that authors don't write their own dust jackets.
1: I think they were focusing more of the, on the the guerrilla nature of, of their activities. You now they weren't. They were regular soldiers and not technically not guerrillas. But the individuals you mentioned, uh, Hildebrand was 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 a really he was a bushwhacker he was a self admitted bushwhacker and he he called himself that he he said it matter of factly said if that 's what I am then that
0: 's what i am so and and, and it 's very different i mean if you read anyone who 's read uh brian Steele will 's book on forest or anyone 's work on on Mosby, you realize these guys fought as uh as leaders of organized military forces and sure. Hildebrand might be a captain, or he might be a major, or he might not be anything. Uh, his commission is, is somewhat unclear.
1: Uh, he he, he claimed to have received a major's commission, but uh, the person he claimed that he received it from wrote their own memoir, and he was long, far far away from where Hildebrand said he was when he gave it to him. So I, I guess you can make your own decision on whether he had, was commissioned or not. But, uh, yeah, Hildebrand operated with just a handful of men, uh, maybe a dozen men at most. He only operated with organized troops once, and that was during Price's Raid. He was a guide at the beginning of Price's Raid during the opening leg of Price's Raid. So uh, that's the only time he ever operated with regular troops, regular Confederates.
0: Yeah, that really and that stands out in the book. The one time when he's engaged in what looked like regular military operations with Sterling Price, uh, 1864, he still uh, as soon as he got home back to his home county in Missouri,
1: then he he spun off again and and uh, you know went back to settling scores. And while Price uh, went off, marched across Missouri for for another month or month and a half, and uh, so. Uh, Hildebrand was with him for just a, a couple weeks at most.
0: So, so it's safe to say he is far from a, a a regular soldier, and he wouldn't call himself one.
1: I don't think so, no.
0: Well, it it really is uh, uh, quite a, a interesting book. It, it, the chapters are very short, a couple pages each. There's forty or so of them. They they go by. Um, after a while, the the murders start to blur together, but. Uh, it's hard not to turn the page and see what this guy is going to do next. He, he
1: gets pretty graphic at times, and in some of the material I found to, to uh, accompany his text, uh, some of that's pretty graphic too. On what they did, what he did to uh, some of these individuals. Yes, it's 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 a uh, kind of it gets pretty buddy sometimes.
0: It does, and we'll. We'll spare the details, but sure. uh, let our readers, uh, let our listeners go ahead and, and look for this. It's uh, University of Arkansas Press is the publisher of this book called The Autobiography of Samuel S. Hildebrand. Yes, you can find it at any,
1: any bookstore, uh, online, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, anywhere, and uh, it is University of Arkansas Press. So.
0: So the book is out there. Are you
1: working on anything else uh, Civil War related these days? Oh, i got a lot on my plate right now, Jerry. It's uh, it's uh, several plates full. Uh, I wish I had more time to go into it. Uh, I'm working on a regimental as the 3rd Missouri State Militia Cavalry. Uh, I don't know if you read my story in North and South Magazine. It has to do with that. And uh, actually, I'm working with IMG Productions. Uh, a homegrown outfit out of Wichita that's, that's uh, recently did work on Iron Man, Transformers, Spider-Man, and uh, we have some things in development, uh, hopefully for the big screen and the small screen.
0: Well, that that sounds very intriguing. I hope those work out. Uh, Thank you very much for being with us on the show today. Well, thanks for having me, Jerry. And listeners, thank you for listening to Civil War Talk Radio.